0: Pedal for Parks is a team of four city-dwelling, environmentally aware friends. In 2021, Covid allowing, our team will set off on a world's first self-supported bikepacking eco-adventure. We will be cycling across both land on regular bikes and sea using water bikes, covering over 1,000 miles, starting from the Orkney Islands and finishing on the Isles of Scilly. This will take us roughly two weeks, and we will be cycling twice the height of Everest we will pass through many of the UK's stunning national parks along the way. During our journey, we will be interviewing a diverse range of people to understand how human interference is impacting these green spaces and national parks and exploring what that means for everyone's future physical and mental health. So on each episode, we'll have someone very different and someone very interesting to interview. So without further ado, let's dig into the next episode.
1: Welcome to Mind the Green Space, the podcast we talk about how our mental health and how green spaces around the UK have been benefited by our love of adventure. I'm your host Alicia Thomas and I am part of the PR and media team of Pedal for Parks, the project you just heard about. Hey everyone, this week um, you may have noticed some changes with Hell a Parks, formerly known as Blocks and Spokes. We've got another change. We've got a new team member, Alex Egan. Uh, if you'd like to introduce yourself.
2: Hi, I'm Alex Egan. I run uh, Yellow Sub Geo and a number of other businesses in uh, sustainability.
1: Cool. And as always, my co host, Isaac Kenyon. Can you go and say hi?
0: Hello, everyone. You get to hear me again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's really good about this podcast is that finally there's going to be more Welsh accents than there are English. So, the first Welsh person that I think I've talked to since being part of Pelfa Park, which is great.
2: Great. <laughs> right.
1: So, Alex, if you want to just give a little bit of background, what you do for a living, all that jazz.
2: Uh, yeah, it's, it's probably. A number of answers to that question, but the sort of short version is sort of values and purpose-based business around um, sustainability and applied science, and just making the world a slightly better place.
1: Cool. So you uh you mentioned a number of businesses, Yellow Sub Geo. Can you talk a bit about a little bit about what your businesses entail and stuff like that? How you got into them? <laughs>
2: Yeah, so at the moment, I've co-founded three businesses, or three real businesses, and we've got another two or three businesses cooking up sort of behind the curtain, but kind of the journey started with Yellow Sub Geo, which is uh, an applied science consultancy business. We kind of operate nationally, and we do lots of interesting things around sort of contamination, regeneration, geotechnics, flooding, drainage, hydrology, rewilding all manner of uh, things, anything to do with uh, dirt and water, anything dirty and wet.
1: <laughs> Where's well, the perfect place for that? <laughs> Absolutely. You, do, you sound like quite a busy guy, like <laughs> now you're gonna be cycling as well. That's crazy. Um, so what caught your eye about for Parks? Why do you want to get involved?
2: Like I think I think above all, sort of values and purpose that was the thing that stood out for me, that yes, it's an adventure. Yes, it's a challenge. But actually, above all of that, there's a values and purpose. Yeah. And that kind of values and purpose sort of sings to a lot of the things that I do personally and professionally across all the businesses that we run.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. you you keen cyclist, do you do, <laughs> actively-wise.
2: <laughs> I seem to spend most of my days cycling and talking at the moment. So, yeah, I do a lot of cycling, uh, you know, again, for my own mental health.
1: Yeah, you done any big trips? Anything notable?
2: A um, couple of uh, year before last, I cycled across France uh, down to the Med. So we, we we left Greenwich Park in central London, and over the course of six days, we cycled a thousand five hundred kilometers right across France with a, with a cohort of amazing people. And that was to kind of raise money for a children's charity. That's cool. um, amazing experience really found my tribe on that place i I can't speak highly enough club peloton run it and they use it as a uh, cycling as a platform to raise money for charity amazing experience
1: yeah
0: what you'll find with alex is that he only does things that have a positive impact in, in the world and having him on board like it brings so much in a sense credibility he spends his whole life all his businesses on making a positive change and doing good Having yeah. I mean, him on board just shows how 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 much I guess um the pedal for parks like meets and uh, aligns with with, with with his actual lifestyle and his and his ambitions and his goals. Yeah, he's super awesome.
1: <laughs> I just saw a big grin on his face. You can't see him right now, but <laughs> <laughs> I um, love
0: that
1: too. Yeah. <laughs> um. Steve, so thing I stalked your Instagram. I stalked you, about. Well. how'd you get into In? what's that about tell us a
2: little bit about that oh god i just love being in in the sea just there's you know the best thing about surfing is there's no phone reception
1: yeah (laughs) Get
2: left the hell alone you know away from technology away from the damn screen and it's you know even if the surf is crap um you can have a really good time
1: yeah
2: Um, well I, i i love being in the sea you get a kind of real visceral interactions with nature yeah. Um, we, we as soon as kind of lockdown measures ease, we're going to do an awful lot more surfing. In fact, a lot of the work we've done over the last couple of years, I've done from my van at the beach.
1: That's cool. So
2: I've got a little I mobile. Box box. <laughs> no, I, I, I've, got, I've got a mobile broadband box, which is like perfect for coverage at the beach, we and we can go down, take the whole team down, go for a surf, do a bit of work, go for another surf. So That's awesome.
0: Whoa. That's the way to do work, isn't it? yeah wow. office of the future look at this <laughs> yeah this this man is all about the future we're going to even bring uh, surfboards i think on our trip for uh, really? the, occasion- the occasional opportunity that we might have um, <laughs> we might be able to get a cheeky cheeky wave here and there um during during the cycle i mean there are bike packs that I, i've seen with um surfboards attached to the bike i don't know if you've seen them before yes <laughs> and yeah it's so for everyone listening we probably won't be doing that They'll probably be on the support best uh the support crew car, but um yeah. there's an idea for anyone listening
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> where do you say in Wales? I you seen this in Wales
2: or oh, secret spots I'd love to tell you
1: <sighs> I love kayaking and um um jet skiing as well i i just i love being in the sea um you go Pembrokeshire way freshwater east been there yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Lost, lost a lot, little bit of blood on Freshwater West.
1: I'm not yeah. being Freshwater West, yeah. but...
0: <laughs> pretty rocky, that bit.
1: Mm-hmm. So you're talking about sustainable businesses and stuff like that. I am assuming, especially Yellow Sub, is B Corp. So if you talk a little bit about what B Corp certified is and why it's so important to you that your businesses are? B Corp certified.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um... B, B Corp for me is the future of business. It, it really needs to be the future of business. Um,
0: yeah.
2: and I think the kind of structure, the legal structure that underpins most businesses today is fundamentally broken. It's kind of the reason why we're in this mess. It's because most businesses are legally mandated just to deliver a return for their shareholders. Whereas to become B Corp requires you to legally amend your articles of association. So you you give equitable weight to people, planet, and profit. So if you make a a shit ton of money but fail to make a difference environmentally or socially, then you've failed to discharge your legal duty to that business. So if if we can kind of hard bake that in, that, that be- means that whoever runs the business in, in perpetuity is legally mandated to do those things and, yeah. and why it's so important that we succeed in this is because we need to show don't tell so we need to show other businesses that it is absolutely possible to run a profitable business making a difference socially environmentally and actually because we're making a difference socially environmentally actually benefits us we make more profit as a consequence
1: yeah, so it's,
2: yeah. It's it's um it's, it's super important. You know, imagine what we could do if all businesses needed to be values and purpose driven. They needed to have these three KPIs. It would just yeah. change the world fundamentally.
1: We were talking to a business earlier and I said that it's strange how running your business that way is a niche. And it's really strange that it's not a regular thing and a lot of people, they, you know, they just value money over it which is a bit, you know, I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> won't get into that because i get heated.
2: <laughs> no, 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 please do be be grumpy with it because we need to make it mainstream I think.
1: Yeah, I think we were talking about as well, um, just the internet and like if I think it was like Google, if the Google had changed all their internet of servers and providers and data centres to be green, like green, what's it called, like produced sustainably it would make such a big difference within things and it's not like google don't have the means to be sustainable which is so annoying to me and i think there's a lot of greenwashing as well which really annoys me because i'm we were talking earlier about how hard it is actually to become b-corp certified So it's not exactly something that you could be like, oh, we're doing this, therefore we're sustainable, which is what a lot of big money brands are doing, which is really annoying. So it's nice to see the smaller brands now are trying to set the goal of being B Corp (laughs) certified. That's a mouthful.
2: Absolutely, you know, there's lots of greenwashing, lots of box box ticking. B Corp is not that. It's actually taken us probably best part of two years to get through the gates. And I think we're just about to get our B Corp certification in the next week, so literally yeah um, so we're super super excited about that it's hard yards but actually once you get through the gates that's just beginning it's not like yes now we can relax it's yeah. a constant iteration it's a constant process so just the beginning for us we're just getting warmed up
1: yeah What sort of change we made then within your business be a bit more sustainable
2: um i guess you know from the ground up we have created our business based on um, solving big problems. That's kind of why they exist. Yeah. So, all of the, you know, we, we've got Yellow Sub Geo, Yellow Sub Creative and Newable are the three key bu- businesses currently trading. Yeah. All of those businesses are thematically linked. So they're all orientated towards the UN Sustainable Development Goals. So e- each of them are trying to sort of speak to different challenges, global challenges in some instances.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, from the ground up, we don't have offices. We're promoting active travel. We're incentivizing our staff to lean in, to volunteer, to, to actually take time out of their, their working life. We don't have timesheets. I'm not really interested in how people work, when they work, where they work. Don't care about any of that. What I'm really interested in is a healthy, well-balanced, engaged workforce, um, and just outputs, really. You know, Are we making a difference? Are we making an impact?
1: Yeah I actually I was watching a TikTok the other day I always reference TikToks in the podcast because that's where I do most of my research um and this guy guy, um he was talking about how working like the 40 hour weeks and working the way we do isn't actually productive in the way that it's meant to be like when I've never had an office job but when my parents talk about and my boyfriend's in his office, like they only work for like a good six hours of the day and the rest of the time they're just there. And like obviously production levels are gonna be a bit thing if you're just sat in an office looking at a screen all day. Like I'm hoping now that with COVID there's gonna be a bit of a change and people start looking at, okay, maybe sitting in an office nine to five isn't the most productive way and there are better ways to do it. And it's really nice to see that you are kind of taking that approach. That raising you are.
2: 100% and actually you know we're, we're actively living it and yeah. you know that comes back to the point we were making earlier about working from the beach you know it's, it's all great having these kind of expansive policies but unless staff see as as business, business owners and leaders doing it yeah. then it has no efficacy whatsoever so I'm really deliberately out on my bike every, more or less every day or I'm at least getting out of the office every day
1: yeah it's just the best way because otherwise if you're just looking at your screen all day like what's that going to do to your mental health like you can't just be sat there in a box of four walls looking at your screen all day and not think about anything else that's what really scares me about going into it because I'm finishing my third year now and the thought of i to get like maybe a grad job but I'm literally sat nine to five at a desk it's terrifying it's me
2: the thing, isn't it? so you know if business can actually demonstrate that you don't need to work like that to be profitable, yeah. then it starts to change the expectations of people looking at employers. Yeah, and then employees will start to expect more from their employers, and the you know the standard starts to raise.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Isaac, do you have any input on that? or
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, the whole the whole uh, structure of work. How you know your fear? I had the same fear when I was at the university, and yeah. I'm sure people had the fear before me. we're at a pivotal time now where actually there are change makers out there there are b corp corporations there are people paving the way and inspiring a new way of societal living work shouldn't work i don't think sometimes there there's a distinguish between work and lifestyle work shouldn't be a lifestyle and things like this but actually you can have work and lifestyle you can have a working lifestyle it doesn't have to be separate at times um, it's, it's 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 very interesting. Um, finding something that you're really passionate about and driven, and you really like, that can become work. You know, there's adventurers. It's a working lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like you can do that. It is it is a possible thing. There are people who do it, and it is real. But yeah. there's not enough of it.
1: If there's yeah, oh, sorry, I was gonna say if there's one thing that I hope that this podcast is gonna teach be anyone, because it's definitely taught me, is that literally anything could be turned into a job um <laughs> when i started this i was thinking like more like how can someone on the cycles full-time like make money like it didn't make sense to me and i'm talking to all these people and there's so many other jobs and that was making me realize and look like i think now when i apply for a job i'll be looking at things of how the workplace goes or be if certified jobs because why would I want to work for other places? That I've actively said and get like talked against. So I hope that people listening to this podcast are gonna think about that.
2: <laughs> you might need uh, to make it yourself if it doesn't exist.
1: I know. <laughs> At this point, I'm probably I'm thinking my dream is just to own a ranch with highland cows and do something <laughs> that way. <laughs> do some PR on the side. <laughs> um So, reading your blog, you've got a lovely blog about joining the team, which I will link in the description bar. I'm intrigued how you talk about you've changed your mindset over the years and how you're more of a yes person now. Can you talk a bit about that?
2: Um, yes, I guess that was a little bit born out of frustration. You know, I've, I've worked for big PLC um, and I've worked in a sort of boutique consultancy business. Yeah, and i kind of found that what was happening there is that my mental health was suffering. Yeah. Um, you know, I was kind of constantly writing, spending an awful lot of energy writing pretty much pointless stories for shareholders yeah. rather than actually manifestly making the business go forward. And kind of more importantly than that, I felt I was being constrained and suppressed by other people's lack of imagination, by process, by the business, by the machinery of the business itself. Yeah. So I could kind of see there was lots of things that could be done. There was things that were broken and there's things that we urgently needed to get on top of. But I think the, the structure of most businesses is they're interested in making small incremental changes year on year. So yeah. you know, year one, you've made a million quid, pat on the back. The strategy for next year is like, let's make 1.1 million quid. Yeah. Um, it's not strategy, <laughs> it's moronic, right? Yeah. Um, so i i just got really frustrated with that it was just about making money for the shareholders and actually what i wanted to do is make a difference yeah um i i rapidly got to the point where the only way or the best way i felt i could do that was to make my own ship um and attract and retain the very best people in the country based on the values and. purpose-based business you know so yeah if you sort of put a big flag and say like this is what we stand for and we're gonna make a difference socially and environmentally and we're gonna make a profit then the right people gravitate towards you for the right reasons yeah i I kid you not the team we've got at the moment is just extraordinary i think it it
1: helps yeah i think it helps the way that you run it as well and the way you are positively positively like making changes and stuff and within the workplace like obviously people are going to be way more enthusiastic about working if you're striving towards something good but you're also treating them right because i can't imagine if you were like the worst boss in the world trapping them in an office for 24 7 that they would be <laughs> just enthusiastic about it
2: no absolutely and you know this expedition's like case in point right so i don't i'm leaning into this expedition but actually mm-hmm. what i want is openly publicly to invite anybody aboard any of our businesses like this isn't a yeah. preserve of me you know if you've got an opportunity to come and lean in on something like this i will absolutely back you
1: yeah, I like that. That's cool. Um, on the topic of your blog, how did you get or blogging? How did you get into blogging? Why, why did you do it? Basically, <laughs> because I really enjoyed reading them.
2: Thank you. Um, I I don't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I know it's important though. It's not a yeah. comfort zone for me. Um, but I know it's important, so I kind of lean in. And just because it's not comfortable for me doesn't it's not a good enough reason not to do it. Yeah. So I've really been deliberately trying to get out of my own way and just lean in and and do what needs to be done.
1: Yeah. I'm very surprised that you said that you don't find it comfortable because I thought when I was reading it, I felt like very like, I don't know, smooth and chatty and casual. I quite liked it.
2: (laughs) It's personal. Like, as always, I, you know, I I don't, I, I, I write it because I mean it.
0: Yeah. I mean, the the podcast is uh, a similar form of discomfort and what well, you'll find i guess with uh with alex he's pursuing he's pursuing a challenge through uh through through pedal parks as well there yeah. is there's an element of challenge that's different to just the adventure side and 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 the cause there's 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 a there's another bit to it too um yeah. which is why a lot of people have joined i guess this this campaign it touches on a lot of people's uncomfortableness <laughs> <laughs> in a sense but that's really good because that's where you grow the most
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Getting into some Petal for Parks questions. What are you looking forward to the most about being part of Petal Parks? Maybe oh. the challenge yourself or... <laughs>
2: No, like without question, just hanging out with can do, will do, positive people. People who are coming to the party with big questions and really genuinely people who are brave enough to seek the answers to those questions. It, life just doesn't get any better than that. Hanging around with that that type of people, immersing yourself in that environment just could not be better.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's definitely, I've talked about this so many times in the podcast, but being around Pelletford Park, so only came in as like a social media person but it's completely changed my perspective on things as well like you don't understand like especially talking to so many people on this podcast you don't really realize how many people there are out there doing some amazing things it's quite inspiring actually so yeah (laughs) um what are you dreading most about the challenge the cycle
2: podcasts
1: (laughs) well it's over the way it's out of the way now
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i'm not really um I'm really interested about the watery bits. I think there's going to be some really interesting challenges. You know, it's a long old way. Make no bones about it. That it's a lot of miles to pedal on a bike. Um yeah. with the Rain. Um. Yeah, I'm not dreading any of it. Really, I'm really looking forward to it.
1: Yeah. Maybe you should be dreading me driving the support support vehicle behind yeah. you, but.
0: <laughs> Let's go with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, the other Alex uh, French, Alex Alex Pierre. Pierre will tell you all about. Uh, some ins- some instances <laughs> on our training. <laughs> you're gonna run us over.
1: <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> a little sirens, you can hear me when you're in, in the zone.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, green spaces. Then, what do green spaces mean to you? Why do you utilise them? Like, what green space have you got around you? <laughs>
2: uh, I, li- I live in the South Wales Valleys, and I I love this place because the green space is so accessible. I'm so fortunate. Yeah. Here. Um. I didn't really see that when I was growing up, perhaps so much and living in different cities around the place. I've come back here because it's so accessible, you know and I get out into it pretty much every day like I've cut a little path from the back of my garden up on top of the mountain to so get up there and you know get some perspective on the world and i, I, I utilize it pretty much every day, for sure,
1: yeah, so one thing I love about Welsh people is you've got so many things around us, like we've got the whole Bracken Beacons National park, but everyone pretty much only climbs panavan and then they'll yeah, go home yeah. they'll get the picture up the top and then they'll just go home which is me which is what i used to do to be fair i am i'm gonna hold my hands up here and i say i did that but i don't i, I do appreciate it more now
2: I, I think um when i was training when i committed to this cycle to cans um yeah. a year or so back i was forced to do an awful lot of training i actually didn't own a road bike at that junction so I was yeah. kind of talk, to and I committed to it and said yes. I went and bought a road bike, and then had to train myself to, to a point where I could cycle two hundred and fifty k a day or something ludicrous. And um, the consequence of that is I I really fell in love with the places I lived. I I, I cycled an awful lot more, and I I, I discovered roads and places and mountain tops which I'd just never been. I'd lived here for you know big chunks of my life, but just never yeah. seen.
1: Me and Isaac were talking about that once, and I think he, he'd he gone up to the Highlands in Scotland looking for Highland cows, and then I think he was cycling within Swansea, and then like on his way, when he was cycling around Swansea, there were two Highland cows that he had come across, <laughs> and he hadn't seen any of the Highlands of Scotland, which I found so funny. <laughs> yeah, I spent
0: ages, like I was going online, looking at ranches, trying to find like specific places that they had them, and uh, yeah, it was just literally under my nose. <laughs>
1: Um, so how have you found that cycling has helped you or just getting out to and has helped you during the lockdown or maybe not even during lockdown, just when you're in work and you're having a stressful time? How do you think they've benefited you mentally?
2: I think um, tired stress, people make crap decisions. And I think I've noticed patterns in my own behaviour over the years. You know, when... It, at the moment, you know, we, we, we've got three businesses running and another couple of cooking up behind the scenes. There's yeah, always yeah. more work than I can conceivably do on any given day. And I, I've started to become a lot more mindful of my own little triggers so I can see if I'm getting stressed and things are feeling like they're on top of me. Um, in the past, what I used to do is just try harder. Yeah. And where, where that takes you is ultimately hospital. <laughs> uh, and a much more sensible response to that would be to just disconnect go for a ride go for a walk go for a surf and then that allows you to kind of organize your thoughts and prioritize instead of yeah. it all being right in your face so it's an essential life tool and it's a skill actually and it, it can be learned and it's deliberate you need to make it more important than your work so you know people talk about work-life balance what we need to do is invert that it needs to be life work balance and your first priority must be to yourself yeah it's like self-love the ultimate act of self-love
1: I like that I appreciate that you've said that that's it's a very important message I think they're changing it to life work
0: balance it is incredibly simple as well right yeah you just work yourself to the ground and you can't do any more work so what's the po- like you, you've you've pointlessly pushed yourself into a wall and uh, all you needed was a reset and everyone knows I'm so you literally tell yourself, you tell your friends that, I'm so tired, I've got so much on, da da da, have got this. And then I'm pretty sure they will say, Okay, just step away, sort of way. And in your mind, you're like, No, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give up. Yeah. I'm pushing myself. Pushing... And then eventually you crack. I've, cracked. A... I, I've been through that phase. I sure. hated it. I there, went there... to, yeah, I had a hospital thing because of that, like proper issues from, from this.
2: There was a point when I think I I really got bored of being that guy. You know, when you ask people how they are and they tell you they're busy, tired, stressed. I was just getting on my own nerves. I was like, this is so boring. But actually what I'm doing is manifesting my own reality. I'm describing who I am and how I am. And actually just fundamentally change that narrative. I don't want to be the tired, bored, stressed guy anymore, overworked. I want to be the relaxed, calm, invigorated, um, excited about living guy
1: yeah i think there's kind of like a bragging thing with it as well. like the ideology behind it like oh i'm so busy like i'm doing so much in my work like running yourself to the ground this kind of like this thing of like look how busy i am that's what i've experienced anyway i don't know if people, other people would agree but it seems no, like no,
0: a- that that's a big thing in corporations yeah and um, i'm busy means that um my time is more valuable than presently right now with you you're you're insinuating that your time is valuable, more valuable than the other person's time. And that is a way of climbing the ladder and showing people this stupid rat racing. And eventually you get to the, a certain age and you think, what was that for? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> yeah. All right, we're almost coming to the end now, so you can breathe. Um, are there any future challenges that you fancy doing that you want to do within sport or within businesses?
2: Um. I think the, the biggest challenge for me personally at the moment would be to take a business which is hard baked in triple bottom line people planet profit credentials and take it global and operate at scale so it it demonstrates to the business community that you can take these fundamental principles and operate you know solve big global problems at scale yeah that, that would be the single biggest challenge I can I can see right now. Uh, you know, and we're, we're seeking to do that with some something in, in global water resources at the moment, which is terrifying but hugely exciting.
1: Yeah, exciting stuff coming. It'd be nice to finally have a company, like I don't think I know, I could think of name a company, a global company that are built on those foundations. I think there's a, a stigma that you can't get to that place if you're built on those foundations, so it'd be nice to see you changing.
2: The game. We'll do our best. Yeah,
1: no pressure. Like, you
0: know, you're, you're competing about against people as well in 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 that space, uh, and but you're competing with a different way. Yeah. You're, you're going in at a different angle. So you know, eventually you'll break break through because that angle would be will become the notion, and people will gravitate towards it, um, especially because it's a positive thing that the world is now moving to.
1: Yeah,
0: got to
2: drive step change. We can't be messing about in the margins yeah
0: big big jumps
1: yeah all right then on closing do you have any advice for our listeners about i don't know work-life balance getting out anything like that
2: life work balance (laughs) yeah for a start um yeah like just just get out um my my um my personal preference at the moment is if when I see a body of water. So if I'm going to go for a walk or a run or a bike ride or something, it's just to get in. Like there's worse things in life as an adult than having wet pants. Just, just you
1: <laughs> a- I like that. That's cool. I've never thought about that before.
2: <laughs> it's funny though, isn't it? Like you know, yeah. you through, like when you're a kid, you know, wet pants is like no drama at all. You just get in the puddles, you get in the streams or whatever. And there comes like a certain point as you get to be an adult, and it is literally like, literally a disaster. It's like the worst thing can <laughs> happen to you you need to unlearn that it's all wrong
1: yeah have fun thank you so much for joining us alex that's our new team member next week when you're from when you're listening to this we're going to be joining miss sal who is another new member exciting to listen about what she's got to say so yeah thank you so much for coming on
0: awesome alex can't wait to do some cycling with you it's going to be <laughs> good. let's do this <laughs> awesome
1: <All right. laughs>
0: Thank you for tuning into our podcast. To listen to other Pedal for Park podcasts, sponsor us, or find out more, please visit our website pedalforparks.co.uk. The four is a number four. Make sure you give us a like and a follow of this podcast wherever you've listened to it. It makes a huge difference in getting our message out there. We're also very active on social media channels too. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is Pedal4Parks and that is a number 4 as well in, in the middle there. This is where we post more content like this. So once again, thank you and stay tuned.